Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We've seen these two sides discuss a new deal for about two years running. Jackson 10, 5, touchdown Ravens! Joe races in, touchdown Giants! Do you think that this team should be paying Daniel Jones north of $40 million per year? They just can't seem to arrive at fair value. I just think that's the beginning of the end for Lamar in Baltimore. Well, 4 p.m. Eastern time meant the deadline to use the franchise tag, and it has come and gone as we welcome you into NFL Live. You see the buzzer. It has hit zero. Adam Schefter is here and taking us through what we learned for what has been a feverish last hour. Shefty, begin in Baltimore. Well, the Baltimore Ravens have placed the non-exclusive tag on Lamar Jackson, which means this field. The market will mediate the dispute and disagreement between Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. He will have the chance to go talk to other teams and sign an offer sheet if somebody is willing to sign into that offer sheet. Baltimore can decline to match, and it would get back two first-round picks instead. Moments ago, the Giants reached agreement on a four-year deal to bring Daniel Jones back to the New York Giants. I'm told it's got a maximum value of up to $195 million. We'll see how the real numbers shake out in the deal. But Daniel Jones will be back with the New York Giants, which means that the Giants had the franchise tag to be able to use on their running back, Saquon Barkley. And he's going to get the franchise tag, and he's not going to be happy about getting that franchise tag. Daniel Jones gets the long-term deal. Barkley gets the franchise tag, which is just over $10 million. And I have a feeling we haven't heard the last of Saquon Barkley getting that tag. But both players now tied to the New York Giants for the upcoming season. And there you see a list of the franchise tag players officially. Jackson Barkley, Pollard, Jacobs, Ingram, and Deron Payne, Lamar Jackson. The non-exclusive tag, that is the headline there of that franchise tag group. And you see it right there. Those two quarterbacks are at the very top of the list. That one quarterback in Lamar Jackson. We are off and running here on NFL Live. You see the crew. You've got Ryan Clark. You've got Herm Edwards. He's actually right next to me here in studio, as well as Shefty. And again, you just gave us those quarterback headlines. And we're talking about quarterback money today. And here's a reminder of the most total guaranteed money for current contracts in the NFL. Six quarterbacks have over $140 million guaranteed in their contracts. Headline, of course, by Deshaun Watson's deal with the Browns. It's worth remembering, though, that's $230 million fully, completely, entirely guaranteed in signing, which is different from the guaranteed money in the contracts of the other quarterbacks on this list. Those are injury-only guarantees. A little bit of nuance there, but an important detail. RC, what do you make of the decision by the Baltimore Ravens to use the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson? I think once we first heard Adam mention this on his podcast, I believe it seemed like where everything was going, everything pointed to these two sides being so far away in what they considered a fair, a fair deal for each of them that they were going to let 
the rest of the NFL do the negotiating for them. This is something that doesn't happen. You don't have a guy like Lamar Jackson that has won as many games as he had has at the quarterback position or that is a league MVP in only his second year considered to be one of the best quarterbacks in all of football. Those guys don't get non-exclusive tags because you don't want them to have the opportunity to leave you. And so this says to me that this is more than just about money between these two sides, that the relationship between the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson isn't a relationship that is in a good place. And so the Baltimore Ravens believe that it is best for them to allow Lamar Jackson to seek numbers elsewhere and then have the ability to match if they want to. Yeah, you hate to see this coming, and uh, we felt that this could be the situation for the Ravens, and, and I think RC makes a great point. Somewhere along the line, whether it was um, uh, the negotiations of all of a sudden the player being involved in the negotiations, it becomes personal when certain things are said. Uh, that that might have helped yep. with this situation as well. Uh, you hate for this to happen, and if you're a player in the locker room, you're kind of watching this deal, and you're going, what, what, what are we doing? And, but this is where it's at. That's the reality. And, and someone else will set the market. And then Baltimore has to decide when the market has been set, are you willing to pay Lamar Jackson the money that other teams are offering him? And this is a situation, essentially, where Lamar now gets the freedom that he wanted, right? He gets to talk to all the teams. And if there is a team out there that's willing to give him a fully guaranteed contract, he now will have the option to find out. One year ago, we saw Deshaun Watson step out and be courted with everything going on in his life by the New Orleans Saints, the Atlanta Falcons, the Carolina Panthers, the Cleveland Browns. Well, Lamar Jackson now gets to go out and talk to whichever teams want to structure an offer sheet. Baltimore thought this through. Baltimore knows that it will, first of all, have the chance to sign and match or match any offer sheet that he signs. That's number one. Number two, I think they probably have an idea of what yes. he may or may not get on the open market. So they don't just all of a sudden wait for the deadline and randomly and blindly put on the non-exclusive tag. The market now is the mediator here to determine exactly what Lamar Jackson is worth. He believes he's worth a fully guaranteed deal. He now has the ability to step into the market to see what the market will dictate. If there's a team out there that's going to give him a four or five-year deal, fully guaranteed, north of $50 million a year, then he wins big time. And if not, then Baltimore's point will be Let's proven. But the market will determine that right now. Well, let's be clear. The NFLPA, I was part of the executive committee. They've sued the NFL for collusion before, and that was in the uncapped year. And if you believe that all these teams and executives and owners aren't upset with the deal that Deshaun Watson got in Cleveland, then you've absolutely lost your mind. And when Adam says that the team or that Baltimore has an idea of what the market can be, we know the combine is 
is less about those dudes on the field and more about the conversations going on between between traders and between free agents and having those conversations. And if you don't think that collusion is a part of this league and the league understands that we don't want to continue giving these guaranteed deals out, then you're absolutely out of your mind. And so for Lamar Jackson to hit the open market like this, I believe the Baltimore Ravens think that there is a strong possibility he will not get that fully guaranteed contract. It almost feels like a, yeah, go ahead, go out on them streets and see how hot those streets aren't for you, Lamar Jackson, and then come running back to us. Well, RC makes a great point, and, and I was in the league before RC. I'm going to date myself, but this has always been the posture of owners <laughs> in the National Football League. We do not do like these other leagues, baseball, basketball, whatever it may be. We don't give guaranteed contracts, fully guaranteed contracts. And when you think about the situation, the Cleveland Browns decided to do that. And now any player in the National Football League is hoping another guy will get a, a contract like this, right? And the owners don't want this to happen. Yep. This is the last thing they want to happen. Guaranteed players, full salary. Jeff, do you want to get back in here? Jeffy. What? We made him watch it. Oh, he's back. He's back. All right. Well, I, I didn't hear the question, Phil. I'm sorry. No, Shefty, yeah, that's all good here. I think we'll, we're all kind of getting back towards the same conclusion, which is that this drama is far from over for Lamar Jackson. I want to ask you, though, quickly, Herm, about the locker room impact here yeah. because football business uh, sometimes does permeate the locker room. Is there a message that you believe has been sent today by the Baltimore Ravens by not using exclusive franchise? Well, players? I mean, every player is going to look at this a little bit different, but, but there has been a message sent. Uh, by Baltimore, your, your star player is now a guy that someone else can come get. And if, if you're a team that says, you know, we got a chance to win the division with this guy, we got a chance to win the conference with this guy, and if he leaves, what are we doing? Right? What are we doing? We're going to talk more about whether he could leave and who could be in the market Ooh. for Lamar Jackson and potentially offer up a contract that would be enticing enough to him and also too rich for the blood for the Baltimore Ravens. We've got a lot going on today. That includes Aaron Rodgers. That was a crazy sign when he's not the lead of the show. The entire NFL world is waiting to see what happens with the current, and I say current very intentionally, Packers quarterback. So, Shefty, what is going on with Aaron Rodgers today? Hey, Shefty, I, I know we're having some uh, audio issues yeah, here. Yeah, no, today. no, I'm sorry, Phil. No, Phil, I, I, I've had people talking in my ear. I, I apologize. I can't hear you. I'm hearing them. So the question, I guess, was about Aaron Rodgers, right? Yes. So let's keep my ears clear, and let's focus on the questions. And essentially, I believe you asked about Aaron Rodgers. What's and going Dan on? Dan Graziano and Rob Domofsky reported that a contingent of Jets officials is flying to meet with Aaron Rodgers. Look, here's the deal. We need to hear from Aaron Rodgers about what he wants to do, whether he wants to play, whether he wants to play in New York, whether he wants to go back to Green Bay, or whether he wants to retire. Those are really the options on the table. The Jets absolutely are interested. Why would they not be? You're talking about one of the great quarterbacks of all time. But it's a situation here where he still has to determine what he wants to do. Earlier in the week, there was a school of thought that he wanted to walk away from the game and retire. So if that's the case, then the Jets essentially are making a sales pitch to him today to convince him to try to play. We don't know, ultimately, what he's decided to do. What I think is looking more and more clear is him playing quarterback for the Green Bay Packers in 2023 looks increasingly unlikely. Hmm. Jordan Love's, 
Jordan Love looks more and more like he's going to be playing quarterback for the Green Bay Packers no matter what Aaron Rodgers decides. It seems to be and feels like it's moving in that direction. But number 12 still has not made a decision, still has not spoken to the Packers about what he wants to do. We've heard the Packers talk up Jordan Love over and over again. They have to make a decision about his fifth-year option this spring. He's in the prime or entering the prime spot of his career. He is potentially the future. They don't want to lose him. So to me, there are more and more signs pointing to him being the quarterback in 2023. And there are still questions to this day about what number 12 is going to do. But the Jets obviously are taking a swing to see if they could help sway him and pitch him on New York and make it such that he would be the Jets quarterback. Well, Shefty, it's not just those who are on the plane or maybe <laughs> off the plane by now that have landed in California. It's also the players on the roster right now. Here is reigning defensive rookie of the year, Sauce Gardner, who made it clear he wants Aaron Rodgers. Hey, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, I promise if you become a Jet, I won't pick you off in practice and I'll burn the cheese head. Some good, clean fun there on Twitter from Sauce Gardner. We are just getting started on a crazy day on NFL Live. All week, the Giants have been figuring out what to do with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Now there's a resolution. Our guys are going to tell you about how they think everything played out, whether it was a win, a loss, something in between. Plus, Todd McShay joins us to break down his first mock draft into the Combine, who are his biggest risers and followers after last weekend's showcase. And what quarterback made the most noise? That's all coming up on NFL Live. NFL Live is brought to you by Hotels.com. Find your perfect summer. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Good day to be Daniel Jones. Mm. The quarterback and the Giants have reached a long-term agreement. Four-year deal that Shefty previously mentioned as a base value of $160 million worth up to $195 million maximum. By the way, that long-term extension allowed them to use the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley. More on that in just a moment. Uh, Daniel Jones struggled through his first three seasons in the league, but made a huge leap under first-year head coach Brian Dayball in 2022. A big reason for his success was his ability to cut down on turnovers, going from ranking 34th amongst quarterbacks per game in his first three seasons to first in the NFL last season. As a result, Jones finished the leagues with the league's seventh highest total QBR. So, Shefty, I think an hour ago, I would not have guessed this would be the conclusion. How do we get to where we are right now with Daniel Jones and the Giants? Look, Field, the Giants prioritized this deal. 
And I think so much so probably is a bothersome to Saquon Barkley, but they've been working on this particular deal for a while now and talks heated up at the Combine where there are almost regular conversations. Daniel Jones' agents flew into New York. They spent last night, today there, going over the deal. They said it was going to go down to the wire, and sure enough, it did. The deal gets done shortly before the 4 p.m. Eastern deadline, which allows the Giants to then go out and use their franchise tag on Saquon Barkley. And a year ago, the Giants opted not to put the fifth-year option pick it up on Daniel Jones. Now they're signing him to a four-year extension because they recognized his value and talents in Brian Dayball's system. He rose up and became the quarterback that they hoped he would be when they drafted him in the first round. And by getting that deal done, now they are able to pivot onto Saquon Barkley, use the tag there. They have wanted to keep both players. And that deal with Jones allows them or puts them in position to keep both players. Though I'm going to guess that Saquon Barkley is not particularly pleased about the franchise tag. Yeah, I mean, if you're a Saquon Barkley, you were hoping to get an opportunity to look at the market, find yourself with a contender under a contract that you'd like, but they prioritized the quarterback. They wanted to make sure they got Daniel Jones' deal done. Now, you look at the deal, if it's four for 160 at its base, that's $40 million a year. That's a little bit above what I think Daniel Jones is worth, but if you believe that this is your guy going forward, if Daniel Jones and throwing 15 touchdowns, cutting down on the turn turnovers, getting you to the divisional round of the playoffs is exactly what you needed to see. Then the New York Giants went out and did exactly what they felt they needed to do. Now keeping both of their young stars on the offense. It's about how you build around Daniel Jones going forward. You've now given him that second deal. It's not one of those deals that totally blows your salary cap. So can Daniel Jones take that next step and be worth the money that I think they're paying him over what he's earned up to this point? That's the important part for the New York Giants. Well, you're going to overpay for the quarterback, and that's just the way it is in today's world. I'm, I wish that's I had played true. quarterback. The Baltimore right? Ravens ain't overpaying her. <laughs> well, not the, yet. The Baltimore <laughs> Ravens say they ain't. Not, not yet. We'll see. But, but here's the situation <laughs> with Daniel Jones. I think he's sitting in a good spot, and I think they believe this. And R.C. mentioned the numbers. Uh, he, he's, he's ascending in the right direction. I think they look at him, can he become like Lawrence and Herbert? And, and Jalen Hurst, is, is he going to ascend that way? And I think only they know. They're mm. there every day in the building with him. They watch him practice. The guy's been there for five years, hasn't said anything. He's a good leader. He's a, he's a big quarterback. He's, this is not a small man. He can run. Yeah. He has a lot of talent, yeah. and they're betting on the talent. And when you're the Giants, you get to try to keep both of your stars on offense, and you found a way to do it. Man. <laughs> a lot of money. Josh, I mean, Chef, Chef, you mentioned that fifth-year option being declined earlier. The economics on that, a little over $22 million that the Giants would have had Daniel Jones for next year. Instead, he gets up to $195 million. bucks. Let's talk Saquon Barkley as while Daniel Jones had his breakout year. Saquon Barkley had a bounce-back season himself after being limited in 15 games in, in the previous two seasons. Barkley played 16 games in 2022 while recording for twice as many rush yards as he had in the previous two seasons combined. He finished the league with the fourth most rushing yards while also recording 10 rushing touchdowns. Herm, your thoughts on the Giants franchise tagging Saquon Barkley. Should a long-term deal be a priority right now? He's a running back. Um, the history of this young man, he's a fantastic player. Uh, not always available. And, and that is the problem with running mm. backs. You have to be available. 
And when you're not available, that's a concern. And he wasn't available at times in college. Uh, he's coming to the National Football League. He's played two complete seasons of every game. Other than that, he's missed some games. Not miss a lot of games, but you have to be available. The bottom line, and when you play running back, you, you, you have to show up. I mean, that's part of the deal, right? And so I think this is why they, they chose to go in the direction that they did with the quarterback and with the runner. I'll tell you what, the difficult spot that this puts the Giants in right now, or Saquon Barkley, actually, the franchise tag for a running back is just over $10 million. That is lower, lower than what the Giants, I'm told, were offering Saquon Barkley on a multi-year deal. And so the franchise tag leverage shifts to the Giants here because whereas they had an offer on the table, the franchise tag is worth even less than what they were offering before. And that's why if you're Saquon Barkley, you can't be pleased about today's developments, knowing how much you've meant to the franchise. I mean, just think about this. Saquon Barkley is an incredible player. Daniel Jones has been a really good quarterback. Daniel Jones' deal comes in at an average of about $40 million a year, and we'll see the fine print of that contract. The franchise tag for Saquon Barkley is $10 million. So Daniel Jones, 40, Saquon, 10. I know that that's what the football world is established. Does that make sense? The, th the thing is this, right? We understand how the NFL sees running backs. They think that finding a running back is easier than finding a quarterback, that a quarterback that becomes your franchise guy is worth that money. And positionally, that is true. We haven't seen the running back necessarily on his own take his team to the Super Bowl. But when you look at the resurgence of the New York Giants, that coincided with the resurgence of Saquon Barkley. And so I know for the Giants, it was about keeping him. Now you want to see if they're using that franchise tag in good faith of negotiations or if they're using that franchise tag as leverage. Well, RC, that franchise tag for a running back has become a weapon for teams mm. because we saw six players mm -hmm. tagged. Three of them are running backs. Three. Giants tagged Barkley. Right. The Cowboys tagged Tony Pollard. The Raiders tagged Josh Jacobs. So as much as running backs value around the league has taken a hit, Teams still see value in placing the franchise tag on a great running back, as is evident by what happened here in the past week. Worth noting, our Jordan Renan, who covers the Giants, does an excellent job, has suggested in like the past 10 minutes that a deal for Saquon could be around the corner, a long-term extension to keep him with the G-Men. And speaking of Saquon, hey, he's happy for his guy. He had this to say on Twitter about Daniel Jones. Congrats, buddy. To Daniel Jones 10, who I don't think Daniel Jones spends too much time on Twitter, but if he does, he will now have a shout-out from his guy, Saquon Barkley. Coming up here on NFL Live, the Chiefs decided against placing a franchise tag on Orlando Brown Jr. RC will tell us why their Super Bowl victory should make it clear that KC needs him back. What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. 
Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, so Tom Brady not returning, even though rumors recently suggested maybe he was open to it. He took to Twitter to say, anyone who thinks I have time to come back to the NFL has never adopted a two-month-old kitten for their daughter. Not going to lie, though. That kitten is cute. I've seen it all over Twitter and Instagram. Let's get back to our top stories with Adam Schefter, who jumps back on. It is the franchise tag deadline day, Shefty. It came and went at 4 p.m. Eastern time. What do we know? Let's start with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. All right, Field, we knew he wasn't going to reach a, a long-term deal. We knew he was going to get the tag, but he got the non-exclusive franchise tag, which is worth just over $32 million, which means another team can sign him to an offer sheet the Ravens would have the chance to match that offer sheet or receive two first-round draft picks in return, but Lamar now has a chance to test his value on the open market. Meanwhile, Daniel Jones gets a deal done just before today's deadline, $82 million guaranteed in that four-year agreement with the New York Giants, according to Jordan Renan, who covers the Giants for ESPN.com. The Giants had prioritized Daniel Jones worked to get a deal done, and just before the deadline, the agreement comes into effect, which leaves the franchise tag for Saquon Barkley. Giants have tagged their running back just over $10 million. Saquon can't be happy about the tag. We'll see if the two sides can figure out a long-term deal, but the Giants get back Daniel Jones, and they have Saquon Barkley tied to the team now. We'll see if they can figure out a long-term deal. And we also saw some players get released today, most notably Donovan Smith down in Tampa, starting tackle. The Buccaneers released him earlier today. He had started 131 games, including the playoffs, over eight seasons with Tampa Bay. He was not the only player who wound up being released. The Dolphins were released Byron Jones, their pricey cornerback on March 15th, and other releases will be coming throughout the course of the week as teams try to clean up your salary cap situations. It is cap cleaning season, Adam Schefter. You are a very busy man. But it's not just about players getting cut. It's about players sticking around as we get into some read and react. The Seahawks are signing Geno Smith to a three-year, $105 million maximum dollar deal after his breakout 2022 campaign. He ranked top 10 this season in total QBR, touchdown passes, pass yards, and first in completion percentage. He actually set Seahawks single-season franchise records for both passing yards and completion percentage. RC, what do you make of this deal for Gino in Seattle? 
I think one, if you're Geno Smith, you have to be excited that you were able to go out on the field and prove that you're worthy of being the starting quarterback. And it's a deal that doesn't put the team in salary cap hell. It doesn't seem as they paid or overpaid for Geno Smith. And if you're Geno Smith, it uh, provides a security that you haven't had since entering the NFL. And so all things considered, I believe that both sides won in this deal. And now the Seattle Seahawks and John Snyder look extremely intelligent for allowing Russell Wilson to walk because they have a starter in Geno Smith. Not going to lie, happy for Geno Smith. This man certainly deserves it. Let's go to the Bills, who did not tag safety Jordan Poyer. Well, this over the last two regular seasons, he's one of the best players in coverage in the NFL. He's allowed the lowest passer rating, fewest yards per attempt, and fourth lowest completion percentage when targeted as the nearest defender in coverage. Herb, what do you make of the decision to not tag Jordan Poyer? Well, interesting because Hyde was hurt, obviously, and this is a guy who plays in the middle of your defense. He gets people lined up, and Ryan knows how important that is. He played safety in the National Football League. This guy has been a, a big-time player uh, for this football team. He always seems to be in the right spot. Uh, he's 31 years old. Maybe that becomes a factor. Maybe they're looking at some younger players uh, on their roster or even in the draft because there are some players coming in the draft. But it's quite puzzling that, you know, you lose your coordinator, you lose your safeties. It's kind of interesting if you're the Buffalo Bills right now. Yeah, cap space a little bit tight up there in Buffalo right now. Shefty, players do not like getting tagged. So those that did not get tagged today are smiling wide. Let's run through some of the players that did not receive the franchise tag. And we start with Jesse Bates, unless you have something else yeah, more important to get to. Yeah, well, I was going to say they're also expected to lose Tremaine Edmonds in Buffalo as yes, well. They a are. free agent. And I don't think that he'll be back in Buffalo. Now, we'll get to the players who did not get the franchise tag. And we'll start off in Cincinnati with Jesse Bates, who last year did get the tag. This year does not. He's going to hit the open market at the safety position. Wouldn't be a surprise to see his deal come in. $16, $17 million a year. A dynamic safety, a big-time playmaker, untagged, now free to hit the open market. That's a big boost for Jesse Bates as he becomes a free agent. The Philadelphia Eagles didn't tag any of their Defensive free agents, not Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, not James Bradbury, not Javon Hargrave along the defensive line. And so all those players figure to cash in big in Philadelphia is going to be losing some defensive talent with all these players becoming free agents. And the Kansas City Chiefs also did not tag their offensive tackle, Orlando Brown Jr., a perennial Pro Bowl player who did not get the tag, who will be allowed to test the market. The Chiefs still are hoping to re-sign him and will continue to work on a deal, but he will be allowed to test the market and very rarely does a quality offensive tackle hit true free agency. Yeah, and Chef, he's not the only Chiefs offensive tackle set for free agency is right tackle Andrew Wiley, who has a lot less fanfare, but was certainly solid down the stretch this season, also set to hit free agency. Last year, the Chiefs posted the highest pass block win rate at the offensive tackle position in the entire NFL, sustaining their blocks for two and a half seconds, 92% of the time. That according to ESPN's pass block win rate analytics. RC, how concerning is this Brown news for the Chiefs this week? I mean, it's not, it's not necessarily concerning when you look at what they can do as a team, but I believe it's a necessity to work as hard as you possibly can to keep Orlando Brown. And all you have to look at is the two Super Bowls that we've seen the Kansas City Chiefs in their last two trips. You go back to Tampa Bay when that offensive line was depleted. Even the great Patrick Mahomes couldn't find a way to win that game. But now you fast forward to recently beating the Philadelphia Eagles, and it was that protection against that historic Eagles front 
that allowed Patrick Mahomes to make enough plays even without the time of possession. So if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, you have to understand that protecting your greatest asset is the way that you found ways to win championships. And Orlando Brown was an extremely large piece of that for the Kansas City Chiefs this year. Yeah, both literally and metaphorically, he's like the second or third biggest player in the entire NFL. He should have a good market <laughs> in free agency next week. All right, coming up, our Todd McShay released his first mock draft after the combine. He's going to join us live to break down the latest on where Florida super freak athlete Anthony Richardson will go following his record-setting performance. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. Today, our guy Todd McShay released his Mock Draft 3.0 version. Here is a look at Mock Draft 3.0, which has four quarterbacks coming off the board in the top nine picks, something that's actually never happened in the common draft era, so history in the making. The mock includes two trades for quarterbacks as well, with the Colts trading up for Bryce Young and the Raiders trading up for Anthony Richardson, the Bears involved in both of those trades. Time now for us to welcome in the man behind the Mock Draft. Todd, how much did the Combine help Anthony Richardson? It certainly didn't hurt. I mean, when you show up at 6'4", 244 pounds and run a 4-4-3 in the 40-yard dash, you're, you're sending a message that I've got all the tools to work with. Plus, he has a howitzer for an arm. And you saw that in two, two games, he throws for 400-plus yards. Two games, he rushes for over 100 yards. But the inconsistency is what's concerning. If I'm a general manager, I'm looking at it and saying, this is the guy that I could draft and could wind up losing my job. And if I pass on this guy, I might have to play him once or twice a year, you know, two years down the road, and he could wind up being, being the Achilles heel for our organization. So he has everything that you want to work with. He's just not developed yet. But we've seen a lot of guys. Lamar Jackson's a great example. Uh, Jalen Hurts, another example. Early in the career, Utilize the running, and as you develop as a passer, then you become an even more dangerous quarterback. I, I think he's the, the most intriguing, most polarizing, and probably the most difficult evaluation of any player in this year's draft. Well, it might take some time, but if you have patience on your side, Anthony Richardson is quite intriguing. Mm -hmm.
The other big news out of the combine was, of course, that Georgia defensive tackle Jalen Carter's alleged involvement in a fatal crash in January was brought to the forefront. Todd, he was high on many people's boards before that. How did that news affect your placement in this mock draft? Well, I dropped him down to 12, and I can tell you this right now. He, he's the best player in this draft, and I, I'm including all the quarterbacks. He, to me, like if I'm the Bears and I'm, and I'm clean on Carter, I might stick at one and just take him. He's that impactful. I go back to last year. There were two first-round first defensive tackles taken, and I keep, I keep remembering watching 88. This guy, 88, he's the best of all, the three defensive tackles. And, and this year when he got healthy late in the season, he was the most disruptive player in college football on the defensive side of the football. So if it wasn't for the character issues and, and the questions of what's going on, I, I think he would be the number one overall pick. It goes to 12th with the Houston Texans who would have him as their second of two first-round picks if the actual draft were to play out like this mock draft. Let's get the rest of the crew involved. We're going to play a little right. round of Ask Todd. RC, you are up first. There we go. Todd, what's up, my man? Excited to hear from you again this year for draft season. You know, I'm all about the DV, DBs. And entering this weekend, it seemed that Devin Witherspoon was high or top corner on everybody's list. But after a great combine by Christian Gonzalez, who is long, he's smooth in coverage, can play the ball, absolutely ran effortlessly, effortlessly and his drills looked amazing. What was it about him that moved him up to number six on your list? First of all, I love Witherspoon. I, he plays cornerback like linebacker and the physicality that he has. Yeah. But you know, you know it's all about traits at the cornerback position. And, and when you mm -hmm. look at it, 6'1", who was 193 pounds, ran a 4.38, had a 41 and a half inch vertical. He has the traits that you look for, the long arms. He, I right. think he's special. And, and, and it just showed at the combine and more so than any other position, cornerback, those traits and those numbers really affect your draft stock. Todd, we've been talking about Saquon Barkley throughout the show today as he got the franchise tag. He seems like the last running back prospect that we can compare Bijan Robinson to. He was, of course, in the 2018 draft class. You had Bijan going number 10 overall to the Philadelphia Eagles. How much of that was about he's just that good relative to the rest of the prospects in this class? versus how much of that is, hey, the Eagles could really use a running back in this year's draft class. It's, it's both. Miles Sanders is going to be a free, is a free agent. So here's the, here's the deal. If I can get a better version for cheaper in Bijan, Bijan had 91 missed forced missed tackles this past year. 19 catches, great in pass protection. So you're bringing in a guy who's going to be an upgrade over Sanders, and you're doing it for a lot less money. I think that would be the bottom line. Stay with the running backs, Toddy McShay. Here's the question, the Buffalo Bills. Historically, the Buffalo yep. Bills, O.J. Simpson, right? <laughs> Thurman Thomas, Fred Jackson. Yep. <laughs> they need a running back to take some of the pressure off Josh Allen. You know, Josh Allen basically is a runner for them. They need a running back. When you look at these guys, Bijan, we know about him. Who's a guy that maybe fits the mold for the Buffalo Bills? Jameer Gibbs. You know, I went, I went with Keon White from Georgia Tech because it was just a value pick at that spot. But Jameer Gibbs, he, he ran a 4-3-6 in the 40-yard dash. He had some injury issues this past year. But, man, he, he's, he's Alvin Kamara. 
I mean, he's, he's that kind of back. He can catch. He's going to make guys miss. He has explosive speed. I Putting him in the backfield with Josh Allen, with the weapons they have on the outside, that it would be scary. So it, it's, it would not be a bad idea at all. Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama was the pick late in the first round for the Bills. And what do you know? Another Alabama running back being yeah. drafted high. They have a tendency to do exactly that. If you need more Todd McShay in your <laughs> life, and frankly, who doesn't, right after this show is over, flip over to ESPN2 at 5 Eastern for a Sports Center special. Todd's going to break down the entire mock draft. Mel Kuyper Jr. will be there. Diana Racine will be there. You'll be stuck with me for the hour as well. Todd, will talk to you in just a couple minutes. <laughs> All right, you got it, guys. <laughs> uh, after the break with Lamar Jackson now allowed to negotiate with other teams, which teams should be in the market for the former MVP? Our analysts will break it down next. NFL Live is brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Only pay for what you need. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. A step forward, but no resolution yet. That's how we describe the Lamar Jackson situation in Baltimore as we bring back Adam Schefter. What took place today between the team and their franchise quarterback? Well, Phil, the two sides did not get close to a long-term agreement, just as they really haven't the last two years. The Baltimore Ravens placed the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson, which gives him the right to go out and seek an offer sheet that the Ravens would have the chance to match or get two first-round draft picks back in return. But the Lamar Jackson story that's gone on for a couple of years now will continue to go on as he seeks a new contract and the guaranteed money that he feels he is worthy of. All right, so let's play this out for a little bit and talk through some options here, Herb. As we examine the NFL landscape, oh boy, which teams make sense as potential Lamar Jackson suitors, understanding the price is going to include not just that big contract, but two first-round picks? Well, uh, when you think about it, uh, the Atlanta Falcons have a lot of money. Okay, uh, They need a quarterback. The, the whole South needs a quarterback. Now, the cars there. Now, so the, Saints. the other three yeah, teams. Right. Yep. But, but that would be one team. But another team that's kind of a little bit, not in the South, but up in the Northeast, Washington. Eric oh, Bieniemy. Give me the South on that. Eric Bieniemy, right? New coach coming in trying to establish. They have Sam Howell, I know, but I, I think when if you're Eric Bieniemy, this would be a good get for you to, to get Oof, this guy to get Lamar Jackson on your football team. Yeah. All of a sudden, the Washington franchise team—they're looking at this, going, Whoop. "Got Eric Bieniemy, got Lamar Jackson." Interesting. Mm, that is an interesting one. And, of course, <laughs> while Ron Rivera did say he was QB1, Sam Howell, he did not commit to the starter. RC, what do you think uh, about a team that would make some sense here <laughs> for Lamar Jackson? Or your thoughts on the commanders? 
I feel like I feel like her's been tapping into my brain. That's what I feel like because I agree. A team like Washington, who's outside the top ten, could look into Lamar Jackson. He mentioned the South. I look at the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers right now are picking at nine, and so they're going to have to do some work if they want to get into the C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson type of conversations. But if you can bring in a Lamar Jackson, when you look at this team and the way that they fought down the stretch last season, the running backs in. Chuba Hubbard and Dante Foreman, DJ Moore on the outside, a Terrace Marshall Jr. who needs to come into his own headed into his third year, but a defense that played really well down the stretch. Now you look at what the quarterback room is with Josh McCown. You have Frank Wright on that team, also a very good offensive coordinator. I think a place like the Carolina Panthers would be a perfect fit for Lamar Jackson. Uh, let's go back to last year, Field, because when Deshaun Watson essentially was given permission to find a new home, yeah. the four teams that were most after him were the Cleveland Browns, New Orleans Saints, Carolina Panthers, and Atlanta Falcons. Well, the Cleveland Browns signed Deshaun Watson. Not going to be them. The New Orleans Saints this week signed Derek Carr. It's not going to be them. Mm. Diana Rossini reported today the Atlanta Falcons oh. are not expected to pursue Lamar Jackson. And a short time ago, the Charlotte Observer said that the Panthers are not expected to pursue Lamar Jackson. So already we're seeing a select few teams, if that, be available or be interested in Lamar Jackson when he is available. The team that does scream and make the most sense to me would be Washington, but there's been no indication that they're prepared to go in that direction as of now. So who would be? And again, last year Deshaun Watson had multiple teams courting him. It's harder this year to identify the teams that are going to make that kind of push for Lamar Jackson. And, and Shefty, this is one of those things that uh, is difficult to talk about in some ways because it's not done yet. It may never get done. But if the Commanders are, in fact, a franchise that is sold at some point over the next few yeah. months, making a decision like this to pay the full freight, it's not just a contract that's going to include many zeros, but also two first-round picks, that's the kind of decision that actually does get to the ownership level. And is Dan Snyder, if he's about to sell this team, really going to sign off on a move like this, Herm? And and as R.C. said before earlier in this conversation when it came to Lamar Jackson, uh, these owners at at the Combine, they all talk. Mm. And maybe that was the conversation that Baltimore had with certain teams, knowing that if we decide to do this, what teams will bid on him? Mm. Well, we just just eliminate the whole South. Shefty just eliminated the whole South. (laughs) So the South is done. So now all of a sudden, we're sitting here going, we're running out of options, boys. Yes, we are. It's interesting. Very interesting. RC, any final thoughts here in the last 30 seconds? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the biggest thing is this. This Lamar Jackson saga is far from over, and I can't see his relationship with the Baltimore Ravens being a good one, no matter how this ends, especially if he's back in that locker room. And so when you make this step, if you're the Baltimore Ravens, I feel like you know or kind of have a feeling of where this is headed, and we're the ones that are going to sit on the outside and watch it all take yeah, place. The only way it maybe ends happy is if he has a massive long-term extension on the table. Time now for one more thing before we go. For that, we check in on Adam Schefter's podcast for an amazing story from Vikings wide receiver K.J. Osborne. If you guys don't pull him from the car, help pull him from the car. In your opinion, does that man live? No. No, he, he doesn't live. I didn't even know if he was alive when we walked up to the car. He was kind of, you know, in a daze. I don't know if he was conscious, but I think he felt the heat coming to his legs. 
And, you know, that's when we began to talk to him, you know, try to get him out. And then, you know, he was able to a little bit, you know, muster something for himself before, you know, we were able to. But without that, you know, I think that car would have burned on fire. It would have been, you know, really tragic. Osborne's teammate and quarterback Kirk Cousins tweeted that it was, quote, totally on brand for the Vikings wideout, who is a, quote, tremendous person and teammate. Jeffy, what's going through your mind as you're listening to that story from K.J. Osborne? Well, it's incredible because he missed the first Uber call, had to wait for a second Uber. By the time the second Uber arrived, it put him on path to cross paths with this guy who crashed into the concrete barrier. He helped pull him to safety. And everybody remembers the plays he made in the game against the Colts. Well, he came through Sunday night in a huge way. I was going to say, Shefty, no matter what he does on a football field, nothing will be more significant than the actions by K.J. Osborne in a major moment. If you want to check out Hero. some draft coverage, head over to ESPN2 for Todd McShay's Mock Draft 3.0. We'll see you tomorrow.